Welcome back to Talk Green to Me, a podcast about materials and sustainability. This week, we have a follow-up to our episode on cartons. We are joined by Chris Carr, a highly experienced researcher and manager of recycling and waste management. Chris is currently a senior consultant at Resource Recycling Systems, and for the past 10 years has been working with Carton Council to increase the recycling of cartons. So without further ado, here's episode 14B, an interview with Chris Carr from Carton Council. Hi, Chris. Thank you for joining us here today. Pleasure being here. Chris, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your experiences, and how you got involved in the recycling area? I actually have over 30 years experience in research and planning, solid waste and recycling program management. And uh, I first became involved in recycling, working for a municipality, implementing a compost program, managing the city's waste and recycling collection contracts. And I developed the first permanent household hazardous waste collection drop-off site in the state of Illinois. I'm currently a senior consultant at Resource Recycling Systems, RRS, working with clients to add new materials to existing recycling programs and expand access to recycling materials. For the past 10 years, I have been working especially with the Carton Council to add cartons to programs. Prior to RRS, my career included public and private sector consulting, municipal customer support at an independent materials recycling facility, or MRF. Wow, that's very extensive and really awesome to hear. Um, I've been involved in so many different parts of recycling and waste management. That's phenomenal. Talking about your time at Carton Council, what is the Carton Council and how did it get started? The Carton Council was formed in 2009 by four leading carton manufacturers that are global manufacturers of cartons. Elopack, Evergreen Packaging, SIG Combi Black and Tetra Pak with the commit and they made the commitment to help prevent cartons from ending up in landfills. This was done by focusing on two key areas, help improve the infrastructure to recycle cartons and then educate the industry and public that cartons can and should be recycled. Great. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about cartons themselves um, and kind of how they're different from regular paper and, and how they work? Sure. First of all, let's define cartons because car the word carton has been used by, to define a lot of things in the past. So cartons are, first of all, there are two types of cartons. The first is what we call the refrigerated or gable top carton, which has the little peaked top. That contains approximately 80% paper and 20% thin polyethylene layers. Those are the cartons you find in the chilled section of your grocery store for milk, juice, cream, other beverages. The second type of carton is what we call shelf stable or aseptic. These are the cartons that are stored at room temperature. They're comprised of approximately 74% paper, 22% polyethylene plastic layers and a thin layer of aluminum, which is about 4% of the carton. They're flat top and they're found on grocery shelves. They're used for soups, water, milk, juice, some vegetables, uh, wine, and nutritional shakes. 
their multi-layer design is what enables them to be stored on the shelf. The thin layer of aluminum helps to protect against light, air, harmful bacteria. So those are what we call the shelf-stable cartons. And if you look again at the global world, cartons, an aseptic carton is very widely used in many countries because they don't have the extent of refrigeration that we have in the United States. So cartons as an aseptic container have proven themselves globally. So those are the different kinds of cartons. So are these layers the reason that they're difficult to recycle? They're not actually difficult to recycle. Uh, the majority of residential programs do include cartons. And so people can put cartons into their curbside and drop-off programs, just like they do all of the other pro uh, products that they recycle. The recycling of the cartons really comes down to the process of sorting the cartons. And that is what has evolved over, the, over time, how we have improved our recycling uh, opportunities and our technology so that they are really not difficult to recycle. Well, that's good to hear. Um, what is the hardest part of recycling the cartons? The hardest part is getting people to participate. And I think that applies to everything when we're talking about recycling. People need to understand what can be recycled and to do it consistently. And that applies to cartons as well. And then what is the easiest? The easiest part, I would say, is that uh, we once cartons or any product is included in a recycling program, people embrace it they really get very excited about the fact that they can participate in a recycling program because we save resources and energy. And when we see, and actually uh, to bring it home, the Georgia Recycling Coalition and the city of Atlanta have both been advocates for carton recycling. And they have helped us to promote cartons in their area. State recycling organizations have been advocates throughout whenever we reach out to help get our message. For the longest time, I didn't realize cartons were recyclable. And part of that was, I thought, because there were all these different layers, it, I was confused about if that could be recycled. So it's great to hear that when people learn about it, I, I know when I learned about it, I was really happy that I could actually recycle it and not just throw it away. It's yeah. the growth of technology and knowledge. It really makes a difference. Do you have any idea of why this misperception about recycling cartons exists? Yes. And again, it goes back to what we have said in decades past. Cartons are often called waxy, which presumes that they cannot be recycled. Carton, food and beverage cartons don't have wax on them. So what is perceived as the wax on a carton is actually that thin layer of plastic, which gives it the shiny coat. So that is probably the biggest misperception. Uh, they also, one of the other perceptions is this multiple layers that exist within a carton. But depending upon the recycling process, the, recy the, the layers are actually separated in the two different processes that exist to recycle cartons. And so that the layers, by being separated, enable the uh, carton to be recycled 
for, by its different layers, or the second process actually combines the total carton into an end product. So the layers are all combined and compressed together. I actually did think that there was wax on the cartons. And so <laughs> that was one of the reasons why I wasn't recycling before. It's good to know that it's just the polyethylene. But along the lines of what you were saying about the processing of recycling, can you tell us a little bit more about those two different methods? Sure. First of all, the materials are collected at a materials recovery facility or a MRF. The MRF then sends it on to what we call the end markets. And there are two different types. First, there are the paper mills. At a paper mill, the fiber is extracted and separated in a hydropulper, which is a blender. And so it is mixed with a liquid and the paper fibers are separated from the other layers, the plastic and the aluminum layers. The pulp, which is the paper part, is used to then be made into new paper products like paper towels, tissues, toilet paper, and even high-grade office and writing paper. Then some mills, depending upon the mill, they could use the aluminum-plastic combination for energy generation, but others find end markets for what we call polyal, which is the plastic and or aluminum layers. And those can be made into new products. And again, we keep thinking, we keep moving forward. New products are being, and uh, new research is being done to see what else can be done with those polyal layers. The second recovery, which is a new and growing type of industry and very exciting. It's a manufacturing facility that uses the entire carton as one to make environmentally friendly building materials. They do not use water, formaldehyde, glues, or hazardous chemicals. The total carton, straws, caps, and all are compressed by a huge press. And that is formed into building materials like roof coverboard, and wallboard. The cartons are shredded, they're pressed together, and out comes this roofing and flooring and wallboard material. It's strong, it's durable, it's resistant to mold and moisture. It's a fascinating process. I've been there and I've seen it. Um, you'd mentioned some new technologies. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about some, some of the ones that you know of that are coming up in this area? Well, obviously, one of the most exciting is the artificial intelligence or robotics. In 2017, Carton Council developed a partnership with AMP Robotics and with uh, materials recovery facilities across the country to introduce the efficiency that, AMP, uh, that our artificial intelligence could uh, do. And so they worked with the MRFs to install robotics and the increase of artificial intelligence by various recycling equipment manufacturers are transforming the carton recycling industry as well as other elements within the recycling programs. It makes them more efficient because they're able to sort out materials more efficiently. And due to the increased scarcity of natural resources and the impacts of climate change, recycling like this and able to recover more materials is extremely important. These innovations are critical so that we can be more effective at our sorting facilities to keep the materials out of landfills and getting them to their end markets and transforming into our new products. That's, that's fascinating to me. They're amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <It's> amazing. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that these um, MRFs were more like automated sorting. That's a misconception that a lot of people still think, that they're dumping all this stuff and a bunch of people are swarming all over it, sho shoving it in different places. MRFs today are highly mechanized facilities. Millions of dollars are invested in these facilities to make sure that they take this pile of stuff that's dumped on them and that they can sort out all these different materials and get them to a suitable end market, which is why it's so critical for everyone to understand, grow what you can be recycled into your container. Don't wish cycle or put stuff in because you think it can be done know what can be recycled because at the end of the day when that stuff is dumped there that MRF has to pull out what can be recycled and what cannot be recycled and what cannot be recycled still goes to the landfill. On like a fundamental level what does Carton Council do typically? Well first of all they have uh, they work with MRFs. They reach out to MRFs so that they can understand that cartons are a recyclable material. So they will uh, they provide uh, technical assistance so that they that the MRF can understand that and help them. We do not endorse a particular manufacturer of any equipment because there are a lot of them out there and they're all very good and qualified. But what we do is we try to pull people together to learn about each other and what the resources are available. Then working forward from that, we serve as a resource to the communities to understand what goes into a program. We help them provide communications tools so that they can accurately pr promote recycling, curtain recycling, and tell it to their community in the right terms. What is a carton and what, how you define them? And then we are always there to provide additional resources and answer questions. We actually provide total school programs so that schools can participate in carton recycling. We help them develop manuals, help their uh, uh, staff to learn about recycling so that they know that that's a carton that goes into your recycling program, it doesn't go into the garbage. So we do a lot and it's it's long term. It's going it's starting something, initiating something, and then being there as a constant go-to resource. And that's what's so fascinating about the Carton Council is their commitment to recycling and preventing things to go wrong and going to a landfill. Yeah, I mean I found out about you guys from the back of like a soup um, box. So <laughs> we're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So talking about, you know, all the ways that the Carton Council gets people together and everyone in the process um, to recycle cartons. Should consumers also be looking for alternatives to cartons? Well, obviously I'm gonna say no. Uh, we should not because what we really have here is a valuable food packaging material, which has the ability to go on to be made into other consumer products. It has a low carbon footprint. It is a sustainable product and it is sourced from sustainable sources. The paper comes from sustainable forestry. The materials, we have invested in the ability to recover it. So what we actually would prefer to see is that we encourage more recycling of this product because packaging is always going to be out there and a carton as a package is very recyclable. So can you tell us more then about how our listeners can get involved or anyone listening to this podcast? 
Well, basically, listeners should understand that cartons can be recycled. So choose a recyclable container as your packaging option when you go shopping. Uh, then make sure that that material does go into your recycling bin. Step one, make sure your community includes cartons. And that is easy to do. You can call your community to ask. We also have a website, www.recyclecartons.com, and it includes information, but it also includes a finder so that if you enter your zip code, it will help connect you to whether or not there is a recycling program in your area. I think that it's really helpful for our listeners, especially to know that this finder is out there. Um, I know that I definitely looked at it when I found your website on the back of the box, figured out that Atlanta does in fact collect cartons through curbside. Then we also want you to make sure that you walk the talk, that you make sure that you let your friends and family know that these materials can be recycled. And I do this in my own neighborhood, you know, when, when I see somebody putting stuff in their recycling bin, I go, whoops, no, no, don't do that. And they also call me and ask, can this be recycled? Make sure that you know your program so that you can communicate this and encourage people. And anytime anyone talks about recycling at all of any material, it heightens the awareness of everyone again and reminds them of the significance and importance of recycling. Um, are there any recycling initiatives and programs you're implementing that you want our listeners to know about? If you go to our website, you can also take a pledge that is found on our website that you will recycle cartons, and that helps you to join and be, become a member of a larger community that is embracing recycling and is embracing carton recycling so that we can reduce waste. I hope that more people will understand that cartons can definitely be recycled and, and get over this mis misperception that they can't be recycled so they can put it into their recycle bins more. It takes time to change, your, change what you've learned. And that's the thing. We have to remember that recycling is not a fixed point. It's a trajectory. And technology and changing packaging and consumer demand and awareness and markets, these all contribute to the growth and development of recycling programs and the ability to reduce our waste stream. And that's what Carton Council is doing. I agree with you 100%. To end off with, do you have a fun fact? I've always got oodles of fun facts, <laughs> but I'll give you a couple. First of all, cartons are best recycled in their original shape. And again, we go back in time, people were taught to squish things before they put them in their bin. Don't do that. They don't need to be crushed. They're easier to recover when they're as close to their original shape as possible. So just make sure that you put them in, but you need to empty them and make, you know, use the food, give us the package. And that's more than just with cartons. You don't need to thoroughly wash them, but empty the product, put the cap back on. If it had, if it came with a straw, you can push the straw back into the container. And that's also a part of that plastic, which could be recovered. So that's part of it. And then in terms of the building materials, which is the newest and really coolest part of recovering cartons, 30 cartons can be made into a two by two ceiling tile. 400 cartons are used to become a wall board. 
So think about the cartons that could be put out on the curb in your neighborhood and how many of those could then come back as a wall board or as a ceiling tile that could be installed in a neighbor's house or in your own. That's so cool. I didn't realize at all. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to look at ceiling tiles differently now. Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> That's they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're amazing. They, and you, there are places that carry them. And all you have to do is call like your, your building materials places and, and places like that. Some, some of them are called Everboard. But I, I think that might just be a one product name. But there are these boards that are made from uh curtains that's awesome wonderful we really again appreciate your time and um, sharing all this new information with us thank you this episode was edited and produced by nasreen khan and manali Banerjee. music is by shang young please follow us on twitter and instagram at tgtm podcast and you can email any questions to talk green to me podcast at gmail.com